The SGPN Fantasy Football Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is presented by WinBet. WinBet is now live in Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, Arizona, and coming soon, Louisiana. From boosted parlays to in-game odds on every major sport, WinBet has what you need to win. Sign up today, bet $10, and get $200 in free bets. Download the WinBet app now or visit winnbet.com and start winning today. We're also brought to you by PropSwap, America's marketplace to buy and sell sports bets. Use promo code SGP on your first deposit to receive up to $500 in bonus cash. Head over to PropSwap.com or download the PropSwap app today. We're also brought to you by Thrive Fantasy. Thrive Fantasy has $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game, plus a 100% instant deposit match at ThriveFantasy.com, promo code SGP. Also brought to you by Stable Duel. Stable Duel is a horse racing DFS app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. You can win as much as up to $15,000 with one entry. Head over to StableDuel.com to get started today. We're also brought to you by Better Fantasy. Better Fantasy is a free-to-play app that lets you bet on all your favorite NFL player props for a chance to win awesome prizes. Download the app today over at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And of course, don't forget to download the SGPN app, your home for all of our free picks and podcasts. I want to thank... Each and every one of you that reached out to me over social media the yesterday after the absolutely gut-wrenching, heartbreaking loss by my San Francisco 49ers to uh, the Los Angeles Rams. I can't even say their name without a bunch of spit and vitriol. Uh, what a horrible, horrible uh, weekend of football it was. I hope you guys enjoyed it. I hope somebody uh, won some money. I hope I know there was a guy out there who... I mean, he turned $20 into a half a million, just over a half a million dollars on a parlay, bet, uh, picking the, the exact um, actual score of both games. It was insanity. Uh, that would have made my day a lot better had <laughs> that happened. <laughs> uh, we're not here to talk about that. We are here to talk about fantasy football. And it is winding down, of course, only if you're in season long and DFS, where it's not is in the world of Dynasty, and there are so many people now that are starting to plan their Dynasty leagues for the 2022 season. I have a draft coming up this weekend in a startup Dynasty league I'm pretty excited about. I brought in the heavy hitter. I brought in Christian Crespo. Among other things, he is a writer for Fantasy Pros, and I want to I wanna get Christian's uh, expert opinion on Dynasty stuff. So, Christian, welcome to the show. I hope you enjoyed football better than I did this weekend. Well, Rod, first of all, thank you for having me. Second of all, uh, I don't know how I feel because um, Niners actually knocked out the Cowboys, and I'm a Cowboys fan, so that's a tough start, tough start. But no, I, I've, I've enjoyed football these past couple of weeks. I mean, these playoffs have been absolutely incredible. It's been so nuts, the level of play. I mean, I, I've, I know that playoff football is better playoff NFL football really is better than just about any other football out there but it seems to me that this last these last few games have just had a lot more intensity to them overtime games lead changes in the last yeah. minute and a half it's just it's been insane it's been incredible honestly I don't I mean I've I've been watching football for as long as I could remember and I don't remember playoffs being this competitive every single game it's been insane it's been so fun to watch just I mean, just look at yesterday, the Bengals and Chiefs, 
they were down 21 at halftime and to come back uh, 21 to three at halftime. And then just to come back, like you can't, you just, the games are never over no. anymore with the amount of talent. No. And, and you're right. I mean, obviously if the bills chiefs didn't teach us anything about that too, yeah. I mean, you just <laughs> never know you give, you give a, a superstar quarterback 13 seconds to come back. And all of a sudden he does exactly that. It's yeah. I mean, I don't even know what we're in for in the world that we're going to live in in 2022 and beyond with with the way this talent is it's just yeah 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 so that's a perfect segue into our topic we are going to talk about dynasty startups and if you are one of those people like me who are going to start one you're going to have to have some sort of building blocks to start from and there's a lot of debate that goes around as to do you pick a team that wins now or do you go young or all those different types of mentalities you think Season long is bad with your zero RB, your zero wide receiver. Dynasty gets yeah. intense with what you should do yeah. to start your team. Oh, yeah. But, uh, Christian, we've got 10 names on the board. We're going to talk about these guys, and we'll go from there. I mean, a lot of these guys are no-brain starts and no-brain people that you want, but we're, yep. we're really going to approach it more from a where do you want to take them and, and how much do you want to really invest in them. Uh, so is it all good? Are you good to go? You ready to hit at this? I'm ready to rock and roll. Let's go. All right, let's do it. As we always do, we put three minutes on the clock and we start. Well, why don't we just start with the Bengals? I mean, let's talk about this. Let's talk about the dynasty value of one Joe Burrow and his buddy Jamar Chase. Because I was going to put these two as two separate, but really they're 1A and 1B at this point. So, uh, yeah, yeah, you can't talk about one without talking about the other. So, let's talk about Burrow. Obviously, you know you want him, but where are we taking him? I, what are your thoughts on Joe Burrow as far as dynasty starters are concerned, Christian? Uh, right now he's honestly my quarterback four, and in wow. a super flex you're taking him. I mean, in a super flex you're going quarterback early. So to me, he's the fourth quarterback off the board. You know, after Josh Allen, Herbert, Mahomes. I mean, it, he's right there. The way he's skyrocketed up rankings, you know, as the season's gone on, especially the last couple games going into the playoffs, and then these two playoff games, it, he's just shown that. Even with the worst offensive line in football getting sacked the most out of any quarterback in football this season, he, after tearing his ACL, MCL, and PCL last season to still stay in the pocket, take those hits, and still deliver the football the way he's doing it, it's incredible. And he's definitely a, a building block for dynasty teams. I'll be honest with you. I did not give him as much credit as I feel like I should have. I, was, I wasn't like a, a naysayer, but I was also not really... I, I wasn't heavily invested in, in Joe Burrow and the potential of Joe Burrow and watching Joe Burrow. Maybe it's because of the years that I've watched the, ba the Bengals struggle, right, over the course of my life. Yeah. And I, I didn't necessarily see this as, as something that could open up. But Burrow has definitely proven me wrong. And he brought along Jamar Chase with him, obviously, uh, somebody he was familiar with already. But that relationship blew up. Oh, my goodness. It's... They translated so well over to the NFL. I mean, Jamar Chase had took the year off, his final year at LSU off because of COVID. And still, I mean, going back, you know, into training camp, everybody was so worried about the drops and whatnot. But the like I said, the chemistry that they developed at LSU was way more important than just a couple drops in training camp. Almost 400 yards short, or a little under 400 yards short of a 5,000-yard season. I mean, 4,611 yards, 34 touchdowns, only 14 interceptions. Being sacked 51 times, you said it yourself, Krishna. That's, yep. that's an insane number to still put up when being on your back 51 times. And you turn around and you look at Jamar Chase, who 
again, saw gigantic games out of the guy. Almost 1,500 yards in his rookie season, 13 touchdowns. Yep. This is a this is a partnership that's going to last for a long time. I have a feeling that this is going to be a core oh, yeah. like a Montana to Rice type of a thing that you saw you saw for years. And why not try to make it on your? Do you think feasibly, Christian, that somebody could draft both of them in, on the same team, on the same dynasty team? No, you don't There's think no so. Way. I mean, I've I've seen mock drafts. You know, I've been a part of mock drafts. I've been a part of startup drafts already, and. Jamar Chase is going in the first round. Wow. You know, as the first receiver taken off the board. So, you know, Burrow's going early in the, you know, first five picks. Jamar Chase is going in the first round as well. There's no way to pair them together. Okay, so let's put this real quick. Just just before we move on, Joe Burrow's sitting there. Jamar Chase is sitting there. You have maybe the third, fourth pick in, in the draft. Who goes first? Uh, I, I go quarterback. Okay. You got to build your team, especially in a super flex. You got to build your team with that quarterback. You got to solidify that spot. Yep. That is definitely fair. I mean, it's tempting though, right? You got to lick your chops it, and think about it. Yeah. And if Jonathan Taylor's on the board too, you got to think about that. <sighs> so much to think about. Uh, all right. Well, I put this guy on the board because obviously there's a lot of talk about what could have been for the San Francisco 49ers had Trey Lance come in. I will save the Jimmy Garoppolo, Trey Lance discussions for another time because I could fill an entire podcast full of this. But what I will say is now that Trey Lance is probably going to end up being the quarterback in San Francisco, what does this do to his fantasy value? What does this do to his dynasty value? And Christian, are we even taking a chance on Trey Lance anywhere in the first couple of rounds, even in a super flex now that the team is his? So... I recently did a startup and I had the fourth pick in the draft. And in the second round, I took Trey Lance as my super flex, as my to go into my super flex slot. And it's because of the fact that I think he is going to be the starting quarterback for the 49ers next year. We don't know what they're going to do with Jimmy Garoppolo. I mean, obviously they played him this year, but that to me was just to boost his trade value. He'll be on another team next year. The only thing with Trey Lance is that he has to develop into a quarterback, into a better passer, because you know the rushing ability is there. I mean, he showed it throughout the year, especially that game where he came in against Seattle. Um, he was rushing, rushing like a madman, and the way that that fits into Mike Shan into Shanahan, Kyle Shanahan's offense, it's it, it's going to mesh extremely well. And I had called it from the start. I said that Jimmy needed to start this whole season. I did. I I, I was not of the you need to start Trey Lance now because we've seen what happens when you rush rookie quarterbacks into a situation, a bad situation. I mean, it was a good situation. It was a good team, but there was still a lot to be learned for Trey Lance. He was coming from a, a FBS school system into the NFL, and I don't know that one year there would have done it. So the fact that he sat was good for me. Now, where I'm, I'm sitting is Trey Lance is still untested. <laughs> to this day. Yeah. So I'm not even sure from what we saw from him uh, that, that you can really trust him over some of the other guys that we're going to talk about. Uh, and I think taking him as your, who did you take first as your first quarterback? Uh, Kyler Murray. Okay. So Kyler Murray, Trey Lance. So I had the safety. Yeah. I yeah. had the safety of Kyler Murray and then I went wild card in Trey Lance because the upside is just so huge, especially in dynasty because he's so young. He has the rushing ability and, you know, I was like, you know what? I'll take that chance. Why not? What other quarterback did you take as well? Do you remember in that in that uh, mock draft? Oh, I waited because since I took no, it wasn't a mock. It was a oh, startup. Oh, it was a real look at draft. you! 
yeah, yeah. I I took that chance. I was I was ready. I was okay with the gamble just because I got Kyler Murray first. Uh, but no, I didn't take a quarterback until much later on because so I knew I had those two banked on it. Yeah, I mean, again, Trey Lance is is a, is a wild card. Just exactly what you said. That's a perfect phrase for him. So, uh, if you feel comfortable and you have a Kyler Murray to start, I definitely would take a, a risk on him because he is going to be a starting quarterback. I mean, he really is. Yep. I, I don't see Jimmy coming back at all. Um, and I don't think they're going to trade him. I just think they're going to flat out cut him and let him just go and, and find another another home, uh, which there are plenty. <laughs> there are definitely yeah. plenty. Oh, yeah. Uh, although I didn't talk about Jimmy in, in dynasty value uh, because I, I didn't necessarily feel like there would be much, but is there a landing spot where you'd feel comfortable that he would be a quarterback that you could even take over Trey Lance? Uh, not over Trey Lance. No, I would still take uh, Jimmy Garoppolo is more like your third quarterback on your team, maybe even fourth. I mean, a couple landing spots you could think of like Carolina. You can think of Pittsburgh. Pittsburgh will probably be good for him. If Brady does retire, he can go to Tampa. That would be another good spot. Um, other than that, yeah, I, he's more of a, a backup quarterback. You just play in your bye weeks. Absolutely. Um, all right, let's talk about the running back that he hands the ball off to or that he will, Trey will. Jimmy did. Trey will. Uh, Elijah Mitchell. Okay, I definitely was wrong on this one. I honestly did think Trey Sermon going into the season was going to be the guy uh, because, you know, you draft Elijah Mitchell in the sixth round. You kind of just say, okay, look, he's got to fight because he had to fight with Wayne Gallman. He had to fight with Raheem Mostert. He had to fight with just about everybody. Even if Raheem Mostert comes back next season, I don't think Elijah Mitchell is fighting for a spot. The dude solidified a, a, a running back position I just think he earned it flat out. So um, does this boost him now in dynasty value? And, and where have you seen him going in, in startups? Uh, so I've seen him going around the sixth, seventh round, depending on the size of your league. Um, to me, though, it's it's a Shanahan thing. I mean, Ayuk had such a strong finish to last season. And then to be put in the doghouse in the beginning of this season. And, you know, it. there's just so much that goes into it. Because who's to say now that Trey Sermon with the draft capital that he had, you know, they traded up for him in the third round to grab him. Who's to say he doesn't show up to training camp and absolutely, uh, you know, dominates and shows that he's the running back they traded up for. And then he'll take some snaps away from Mitchell. And then that, of course, is going to ding um, his dynasty value. So it. It's tough, especially with, you know, the way Shanahan likes to use his running backs. I mean, Jermichael Hasty, Jeff Wilson, Raheem Mostert. If Raheem Mostert didn't get hurt, we would probably never would have seen uh, Elijah Mitchell. Yeah. So, it, I mean, he, he rotates his backs and keeps everybody fresh throughout the year. And, and it, as frustrating as that is, I mean, but we saw, we saw Mitchell get at least 20 carries. That's my only, yeah. the only thing that I see. And, and I really, I guess I never thought about the fact that Trey Sermon could come into training camp. I don't, to me, I just, maybe I'm not, the reason I'm not an NFL head coach is that I see a guy do something and I want to continue to give him a shot to do it. So, yeah. But, I, but another thing you have to think about is uh, Trey Lance and his running ability. Because if Trey Lance rushes, it's going to be less rushes for Mitchell. And then that'll also impact his dynasty value. So it, it's kind of tricky because it, it's a very boomer bust. It's a wild card pick when when it comes to drafting him, especially where he's going recently. So, are you thinking that sixth or seventh round is that too high for him, or is that? I mean, we got to we got to let folks know where that way should feel comfortable taking Elijah Mitchell. Where do you think he should go? 
Uh, I think a little later. Me personally, I like to build my dynasty teams around wide receivers just because they last so much longer. I mean, running backs come and go each and every year, and that's something that we've we've continued to notice that it's trending that way more and more now. People are talking about going zero running back. I mean, it's it's crazy. Um, so that me personally, I definitely lean receiver, especially in those middle rounds. Those are prime spots for those for that to build that depth. So. So Elijah Mitchell, again, it, it depends on who else you have, too. If you really, if you grab this stud, and we'll talk about a couple more of those studs uh, coming up. But yeah, if you really want to take a, a volume gamble right on a wild card, yeah. another wild card, just like Trey Lance, uh, the San Francisco 49ers yeah. offense turns into a wild card, uh, yeah. <laughs> even after making it to the conference Definitely. championship. How crazy is that? Uh, uh, speaking of, of not, well, a team that really dominated the wild card, uh, but didn't necessarily could not keep up with the Chiefs was the Bills and Josh Allen. This is obviously a younger guy, right? But he's not as young as a couple of the other guys. It's weird because Josh Allen is still young, but yet he feels yeah. like one of the old veterans compared to some of the, the new guys that we got going, yep. like Mac Jones and Joe Burrow even. Uh, but Josh Allen obviously is elite. So if you are lucky enough to have one of the first few picks, I think you're taking Josh Allen, right? This is a no-brainer. I take Josh Allen 1-1 one, one in the draft if I had 1-1. One, one. He's my quarterback one, just based off of you know upside in that offense, his rushing ability. I mean, he is averaging 6.3 yards a run. He runs like a running back. Just he's not afraid to take a hit. He's not afraid to give a hit. He goes out. He has a huge arm. It, it, he just. He also has so many weapons on that team as well. It's going to continue to build. That chemistry is going to continue to go. I mean, uh, that, yeah, undoubtedly, number I'd take him 1-1 one, one, easy. His rushing floor alone. And and I know that a yeah. lot of folks point to Mahomes as far as that. I mean, obviously, the last season, even even everybody was saying Mahomes was the pretty much the 1-1 one, one, uh, of quarterbacks. And, yep. and, you know, I could see why, obviously, because he's Patrick mm -hmm. Mahomes. But you're right. I mean, the rushing floor alone – for for Allen is insane. Seven hundred sixty three rushing yards for a quarterback. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I, I know. Exactly. I know running back twos and threes that never even got seven hundred sixty three yards on the season. Yeah. So. Yep. Yeah. I mean, you're getting a quarterback one and a running back two in one. So yeah, yeah. I, I can see that. Exactly. And that and that's, I mean, that's why it's it's to me it's easy. Like you take him, and if he falls past one one, and you have the second pick, you better grab him. Yeah, because he probably won't. He won't come back around. Obviously, for sure, he's going to be no. gone. Um, why are you seeing him? Obviously, are you seeing him going off it as the first one? Yeah, one 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 two. He's one of the first. He's the first quarterback off the board for sure. It just depends on if if you don't have one one. It just depends on if that first person wants to take Jonathan Taylor. Well, and he's been in what four years now. This is his fourth season. So yeah, yeah. as far as the dynasty pick is concerned. You're going to lock up a really good uh, quarterback for many, many years to come. Uh, exactly. A set it and forget it type of a quarterback mm -hmm. for years to come. So, yeah, I can see it. Now, if you're sitting there at 1-3, one, 1-4, one, uh, I'm sorry for you. You just have to watch him go. Uh, where were you in that one that you took uh, Trey Lance and you had to take Kyler Murray first? 1-4. One, 1-4. One, four. One, four. Oh, that's vicious. Yep. That hurts. Well, I just missed it. I will tell you, I am the 1-12 the I am the swing pick, so I'm going to have to really dig deep into the bag of oh, tricks yeah. to find somebody. Uh, 
I may end up being a Kyler Murray uh, manager after a while. <laughs> so, uh, all right. Uh, this is a running back that I really do want to know if he's going to be there for me because this may be my pick if he's there. I'm hoping I'm playing with guys who haven't been paying attention. That's, that's, my, that's my thing. Uh, and don't listen to this show. Uh, but Jonathan Taylor obviously came in, and people are sort of what in front of mind is something you use in advertising all the, all the time, where you talk about somebody that's right there at the or an advertisement or something that's right there at the front of your your mind when you think of something. So when you think running back now, right, you're thinking Elijah Mitchell, you're thinking uh, even Jarek McKinnon, you're thinking of these guys that are still playing, right? Uh, you're thinking Joe Mixon, but Jonathan Taylor obviously did fantastic things over the course yeah. of this season and really opened our eyes uh, to a lot of, of great running back play. So when we talk about where to take him in the draft, obviously he put up, like I said, gigantically awesome numbers, 1,800 yards, almost 2,000 yards, uh, 18 yeah. touchdowns, just eye-popping numbers alone. Then you add in 360 uh, receiving yards. So what are you seeing around Jonathan Taylor and where are you wanting to take Jonathan Taylor in your drafts? Uh, Jonathan Taylor is the first player taken after the top four quarterback, top four or five quarterbacks off the board. So latest he's going, I mean, is probably one six. Wow. In a, in a startup draft. Yeah. Once those, once those elite quarterbacks are taken off the board, people are going to lean right to him because that's somebody that you take him and then you could wait the seven, eight rounds and then take Eliza Mitchell as your second running back. Because in between that, you can fill out the rest of your roster because you're so secure at that one spot. Well, and that's the whole argument also with tight ends, too, in that regard where we talk about drafting one of the top three at the last season, right? The Wallers, the Kelseys, mm -hmm. or the Kittles, and then being set at that position. Of course, we got proven wrong quite often, especially yeah. with Kittle kind of dropping off performance-wise. Uh, maybe not. In the game, obviously, he was valuable enough, but his his last year's performance obviously was not there. So, but with running backs, with wide receivers, I think there's a little more. And you talked about it earlier too. When you talk about Elijah Mitchell, there's a lot of volatility in the running back position. Mm -hmm. And with a guy like Jonathan Taylor, I think that the this was the the base of what we're going to see from him going forward. I think uh, Indianapolis figured out how to use him. Uh, who knows? who his quarterback is going to be next season. We know who we think it's going to be, right? But what to say that Indy doesn't go out and do a deal uh, and, and makes a move and just makes Jonathan Taylor's position stronger. Yeah. And I mean, essentially he's the Derrick Henry for that team. The offense revolves around him. You know, the offensive line is built strong and it, the, it goes with Jonathan Taylor. I, I don't I have to go back in time and I think of, of Derrick Henry when it when it's a good comparison too. I think of Derrick Henry when I think of him because he continues to put up these gigantic games almost week after week and you just think to yourself, man, what am I watching here? So my my only concern with Taylor though is can we see something like we saw with Henry where all of that workload starts to really factor in and maybe next season he doesn't come out quite as powerful or he does get injured. Well, I mean, it's the running back position, like we said, is just so volatile. But the way that they've been able to incorporate him in the passing game as well is also going to take away some of those hits. And he won't have to run in between the tackles as much if he's getting those screen passes where he's given more room to run. And that's what the Titans started doing with Henry. I mean, 
obviously Henry is 28 going on 29 years old. You know, he's a lot older. Um, so he has a lot more, you know, tread on the tires. And Jonathan Taylor was a workhorse back in Wisconsin as well. So, I mean, he does have the mileage on him, but he is still so much younger. And he's still continuing to build. I mean, he's still really young. And like I said, they're going to continue to build around him. Maybe they bring in another quarterback. Um, but, you know, that's that's a team that's destined to continue to move forward. And he's going to be a strong reason why. So if you see those quarterbacks start to fly off the board and you are sitting there without one of the top four, uh, obviously, like we said, Taylor is a good building piece for the future yeah. of your team. All right. Five down, five to go. We're going to step away for our break, and when we come back, we're going to break down five more names. For you and for me, like I said, I got a draft this weekend. I'm taking notes as well to build your dynasty startups with, so we'll be right back. Are you ready to win money and boost your odds? Well, WinBet is now live in Arizona, Colorado, Indiana, Michigan, New Jersey, Tennessee, Virginia, and coming soon to Louisiana. Bringing the excitement of Win Las Vegas to online sports betting and casino play. As always, you're going to get those exclusive rewards right at your fingertips. So get in now on all your favorite teams, players, and sports from the NFL, NBA, MLB, NHL, golf, MMA, WNBA, college football, and of course, so much more. WinBet is now beginning pre-registered for the state of Louisiana. If you place a $10 bet, and regardless of the outcome, you're going to get a $250 in free bets when WinBet goes live in Louisiana. What a great deal. All other new customers, though, you have a chance to get $200 in free bets with that same $10 bet. Don't forget about all the props that will be available on WinBet for the Super Bowl. The best part? You can build your own bet to create a prop-focused same-game parlay for the big game. I highly suggest you do this. The boosted odds for those are incredible you can get some seriously good odds on some prop bets for the super bowl have a little more fun watching the rams and the Bengals. Oh, great promos odds payouts all happening right now at win bet from booster parlays to live in-game odds on every major sport we have what you need to win so bet big win bigger with win bet download the win bet app now or visit winnbet.com there's never enough things to gamble on. Am I right, DGENs? Well, the one sport that runs 365 days a year is horse racing. The best part is now there is a new way to play the ponies, especially if you're brand new to the sport like me. Go check out Stable Duel, a daily fantasy-style app where you can play free and paid games for real cash prizes. Pick your horse, build your stable, and play against others to move up the leaderboard. You can win as much as $15,000 on one entry don't know anything about horses it's great because not only do we have stuff on the sgpn website but the app gives you clear data on which horses to select to build your best strategy the app is free to download and at stableduel.com you can play multiple games they're offered each day with free games weekly at tracks all over the united states so get in the app create your account start building your stable today invite your friends to play against you or you can play against our stables you can even follow them in the app and we can compare our own stats so download now at stableduel.com and see how many winners you can pick in your stable see you in the winner circle play race win thrive fantasy is back it is a daily sports and esports app for player props look with thrive you can eliminate the countless hours of research and focus only on the top tier athletes that have the biggest impact on the game you choose 10 out of the 20 available player props to build your lineup for the Bengals versus the rams each prop 
is assigned a fantasy value for both the over and under based on how likely it is to hit. So hit the most props, rack up the most points, and win a share of the prize pool. Thrive has a $100,000 guaranteed contest for the big game. That is $25 to enter and first place takes home $20,000 in cash. Use the promo code SGP when you sign up today. You're going to get a 100% instant first deposit match up to $100. Do not pass this up. Deposit $100 or more. Receive the match plus two free 100k contest entries download the thrive fantasy app on the app store or the play store by visiting their website thrivefantasy.com sign up and prop up today make sure you use that promo code sgp when you sign up over there at thrive fantasy we return with more of the sgp and fantasy football podcast here on the sports gambling podcast network rod via gomez christian crespo we are breaking down 10 targets that we want to start your new uh, dynasty fantasy football startup team with. Like I said, I got a draft on Saturday. I cannot wait to get going. Uh, like I said, I'm the last pick in the draft. So uh, I think we're going to start digging out some diamonds for me. Christian, I, I, I really need some help because I don't know what to do with this 12th pick. Yeah, it, it's, a, it's a tough spot. It definitely is. Um, I mean, I, I, get the, I get the turn and I get the rookie picks, but I have to watch as all yeah. these guys go off the board. Yep, every single one of them just getting picked off right in front of you. <laughs> I gotta watch. I gotta watch Joe Burrow go goodbye. I gotta watch Josh Allen, Jonathan Taylor. Uh, hopefully, yeah. in these next set of five, Christian, we can find me my first pick in the draft. So yeah, uh, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's begin with. I I'm telling you, I'm a Niner fan. I have been able to watch guys like Jerry Rice, Joe Montana, John Taylor, Steve Young. You know, even. The not so popular Jeff Garcia, like all these guys play football, right? This year, I got treated. I mean, obviously, we know Debo's not a young pup, but this year we got treated to the full-on Debo Samuel show, and I am here to tell you, this guy. I hope he sticks around in the red and gold for a very long time, uh, because Debo Samuel is just incredible. He he flipped the game on its head this year. There's so many good things you can say about him, um, but. We have to talk about this from a fantasy football standpoint and a dynasty football standpoint. So mm-hmm. he's glossy, he's awesome, but where does he, where does he land in the hierarchy of dynasty football? So I think you might benefit from this uh, greatly, just because uh, not at your one two turn, but at your three four turn, Debo should be there for the picking uh, because there's still a, a few a few wide receivers that'll go ahead of him. Uh, it just depends on how aggressive your league mates are. Um, because the one thing with Debo is, like you said, this year we finally got to see him. And why did we finally get to see him? Because he was actually on the field and he wasn't hurt. And the injury risk is something that has gone, I mean, it goes far back with him. It's not something recent. And that's kind of the bugaboo with him. I mean, that's the risk that comes with him. Because obviously, like you said, we everybody saw what he did on the field this year he is an elite talent but with the combination of the injury risk and then the whole thing with Trey Lance again who knows how that offense is going to look going into next year obviously he's a stud wide receiver and he's a stud running back because we saw him utilizing the backfield as well this year Um, but it all comes down to his ability to stay on the field and that's the question. And also, but the, the to me, I want to know too, does the talent transcend 
any of the other, like you talk about Trey Lance and we talk about all the stuff that, that could potentially happen to that 49ers offense in the offseason, does his tra- talent transcend it? Or are, are people really that scared by injury now? I mean, we're a little bit removed from injury concerns, although we did see him go down, right, with an injury uh, in one game, and it was a, made us all hold our breath. But, I mean, what do these variables do for us? So think Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, two elite talents. And look how people are kind of souring on – some people are sorry on McCaffrey, and then you'll get the others that are just like, look, he when he's on the field, he is that good. He is worth taking in the first round of start of startup drafts. And I personally do believe the same thing. Um, but it's it's the same thing with Debo. I mean, it's a risk, but it could pay off so well if it works out. So you think he'll be there for me in the in the back end of my three at four? At three four, yeah. At three four, yeah. I believe so. All right. Well, then I'll definitely. I I will. Well, I mean, I got the turn, so I guess it doesn't matter if I take him that. Uh, sweet. Yeah. I because I want Debo. <laughs> like I'm. I'm sorry, but yeah. I like to have players on my fantasy teams that I like to cheer for too. I know that you know for some it's serious business, and I gotta take. But I mean, yeah. no, but you gotta have fun. You gotta enjoy it, right? Because at the end of the day, what are we doing if we're not having fun with our fantasy football teams? Exactly. I mean, look, you and I both know that there are days that you sit on your couch and you absolutely hate the game and you. <laughs> everybody that plays it <laughs> yeah but then if you look on the other side and you have players that are going off on the other team that are beating your team then it's like ah oh, you know give and take <laughs> it sure is uh we love to hate this game so much uh yeah. and and folks that love to hate this game so much a lot of them had justin herbert as their quarterback mm-hmm. the dude obviously we know is again uh, one of the up there. T- I'm not going to call him elite yet. Everybody tosses that phrase around so much too. Um, but Justin Herbert definitely has big game potential. The problem is, is that he has not so big game potential as well as we saw this season. Uh, there's a few letdown games for him. But as far as the top four quarterbacks that we talked about, is Herbert up there, Christian? And and where are you seeing him go in, in these startups? He's going top four. He's going Josh Allen... Him, Patrick Mahomes, Kyler Murray, Joe Burrow, they're all going off the board really early. I mean, he he threw for over 5,000 yards this year and had over 40 – he had 41 total touchdowns. I mean, that's incredible. Plus, towards the end of the year, he was starting to run as well. I think he had around 300 rushing yards, which is crazy because nobody thought that he was going to be able to have that rushing ability. And he – I mean, we saw it against uh, the Raiders in that game. He was it, every fourth down play. He was converting fourth and 10, fourth and 11 easily. And that's that's what you have to look forward to because he's also so young. It was only his second season. He's just going to continue to develop. They're going to continue to build that offense around him. He might lose Mike Williams, but he has a nice young up and coming Josh Palmer. Just somebody you might want to write down for your dynasty draft um, for next season. And it, it it's... Watching him become what he has become has been incredible because going into the draft last season, it was all about Joe Burrow and all about Tua. And he was kind of the forgotten, you know, the afterthought when it came to those two. But he is showing that it's he he can compete. I mean, he's you can't compare him to Joe Burrow because what Joe Burrow is doing now is ridiculous. But he is close. I mean, he. It just total overall production this season was incredible. 
Well, and a lot of people will argue, obviously, with the stats being what they are, that Burrow is obvious, or not, the uh, Herbert is better than Burrow. Uh, but, you know, again, it's a team sport, and obviously his team wasn't good enough, but Burrow's definitely was. But, yeah, I mean, you get 302 rushing yards from him, three touchdowns, yeah, almost 40 touchdowns passing. It's, it's at only 15 interceptions, right? I mean, he's taking care mm-hmm. of the ball. Uh, and it's weird, like you had said, to think that the guy's only in his going to be in his third season in 2022. It doesn't seem like he's that young, yeah. but he is, and he really has a grasp for the game. Uh, just again, it's it's the recency bias. First of all, because you're not watching him play in the playoffs anymore, uh, mm-hmm. and you saw his team unfortunately go out unceremoniously. But that's the kind of stuff that sticks in people's heads, right? I mean, you you remember, yeah, uh, Justin Herbert had a really good game, but then all of a sudden you see, um, you know, you see Stafford and you see all these guys, and you and that, those are the guys in your heads. So yeah, I mean, but if Justin Herbert's going off the board fourth, he's not going to be my quarterback. I'll tell you that much for sure, no. uh, unfortunately. <laughs> but uh, congratulations to people who get him. Yeah, definitely. So, uh, although, what do you think his team's going to look like next season? I, I want to know. I mean, do you think he's going to have Obviously, he's going to have Eckler, but you know, he's still going to have Keenan Allen. Uh, they're going to they're going to get another wide receiver somehow, whether they sign they re-sign Mike Williams or they'll get somebody in the draft. They 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 have cap room too because they can also go out and sign one of these tight ends in free agency, the Dalton Schultz, the David and Jokus. You know, these athletic type of tight ends that fit that system. They they can do a lot of stuff with with Herbert still on his rookie deal and they're going to take advantage of it. They have to, I feel like they miss Hunter Henry, something awful. I I don't know how they let him walk, but I, I really did like Hunter Henry and his situation there was perfect, but whatever. I'm not a GM. (laughs) Uh, Speaking of tight ends. Okay. Kyle Pitts was such a polarizing figure this season. You were either all in on Kyle Pitts or you absolutely did not like him because of the where you had to take him in in drafts this season. And obviously he had some really good games and then he had some really not good games. So Kyle Pitts, now that we are entering his second season as this tight end wide receiver hybrid type of a guy, uh, I, I mean, as far as Dynasty is concerned, Obviously, a tight end that you want for the long haul uh, because you know that his quarterback position may end up getting upgraded once Matt Ryan or yeah Matt Ryan walks away. But um, where are you bold enough to take him, Christian? And have you taken him in any of your drafts? Um, it it depends on your league settings. If you're in a tight end premium draft, he's he's worthy of going late first, early second. Uh, just because he is going to going to provide you that you know that difference maker at the position. I mean, he had a down year, but he still had over a thousand receiving yards in an offense that was not good. The issue was he only had one touchdown. That's terrible. But like you said, a quarterback upgrade is coming. Matt Ryan is toward the tail end of his career. This might be his last year, and they're going to incorporate Kyle Pitts into this offense way more. The one thing that people don't realize is that that offense was built to have him and Calvin Ridley. So when Calvin Ridley went down, a lot of he became the target for the defense, for the defenses he was going against. So they made sure to bracket cover him. They shut him down. And so it made it hard for him to be that difference maker as a rookie in an offense that had no offensive line. You know, Cordero Patterson was good, but it wasn't a real run game. 
either. I mean, he was the only weapon. So that's what made it tough for him. And what's crazy is that as a tight end, to have 15.1 yards per reception, like that that's an mm-hmm. insane stat for a tight end, basically. Yeah. You know? And and for me, the but you gotta look at too Matt Ryan, and, and that was one of the biggest knocks on Julio Jones back in the day, too, right? He just wasn't getting touchdowns. The touchdowns. You yeah. know? So maybe he had all the yards, but no touchdowns. All the yards. Like that dude could play from the 20 to the 20, but once it got to the red zone. Matt Ryan all of a sudden just didn't know who he was. But maybe that's a Matt Ryan thing, right? I mean, maybe we're starting to see that well, that's a it Matt could Ryan be, thing. It could also be that when they get down in the red zone, they the defenses eliminate the primary target for that team. So Matt Ryan is able to, you know, use the Russell Gages, the Olamide Zacchaeus, you know, these other guys that are also there because they know that Kyle Pitts is going to demand so much attention out there. And it was the same thing with Julio Jones. I mean, Julio Jones would be triple covered at times. It'd be impossible to get him the ball down in the red zone, but he would still be the guy that got them down there. That's true. That's very true, actually. Um, All right. So then, where whereabouts? You said end of the first round. Is that is that where Kyle Pitts is going? End of first, early second. Yeah. Wow. And and this is like in a twelve team, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. That that's me. That's my territory right there. Yeah. Exactly. That's that's like when you have to. It's it's when you got to take those risks. That's that part of the draft especially in the first round because it it could be real high upside with those guys if they do hit and he's super young so you know like i said they're going to continue to build around that offense he's going to be the main focal point and then if that's the case and it's successful you've got him for years to come i was gonna say you got position stability there for a very long Mm -hmm. time in a volatile position as we've seen year in and year out of course, we're always brought to you by PropSwap, where America buys and sells sports bets. The only thing more exciting than watching the NFL playoffs, and now the Super Bowl, is prop swapping the Super Bowl. January was PropSwap's biggest month ever, as bettors from across the country cashed in on their Super Bowl futures. Like Jamie from New York sold a $100, 25-to-1 Bengals Super Bowl ticket for $1,000. The buyer got great odds, and... Jamie made 10 times his money before the Bengals went ahead and locked their place into the Super Bowl. PropSwap has thousands of buyers across the country, so you'll always find the best odds and collect the most money for your bets. Hurry, download the free PropSwap app today. PropSwap has fantastic features like filtering listed tickets based on the best value, a free ticket feed to stay in the know with all the big sales and red hot ticket for sale, a loyalty reward program that turns your ticket sales into extra bonus cast and a first deposit cash match if you use promo code sgp on your first deposit prop swap is going to match that up to 500 dollars. join the real sports bettors on prop swap where america buys and sells sports bets the fantasy season may be over but the action is still happening fast and furious on the better fantasy app download their free-to-play app today to bet on the player props for the nfl super bowl you can enter their player prop pools and score big when you win I love Better Fantasy, and we all love Better Fantasy because we can win awesome prizes like the koozie that's on its way to me and even raise some money for charity along the way, too. It's totally free to play. You'll earn better credits by competing challenge or completing challenges and use them to place your bets. Better Fantasy is available worldwide and in all 50 states. Download the app today at betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. That's betterfantasy.com slash SGPN. And, of course, do not forget to download 
download that SGPN app. It is now live in the App Store and the Google Play Store, giving you easy access to all of our picks and our podcasts. And while you're at it, go toss us an app review. Let us know how we're doing. Download that SGPN app today. Slide back over to the running back position. I So the Cleveland Browns, I don't know that you want to call them hot garbage because they're not necessarily hot garbage. They've got great pieces, but for whatever reason, they just can't come together. Uh, but one of those great pieces is their running back, Nick Chubb, who, I, I look, the guy did a lot for a lot of fantasy managers over the course of the season and is one of those names that is forgotten at this point in the season because he's not in the postseason. But Nick Chubb is obviously somebody I know I want to try to grab uh, and I don't know if he's going to be around for me at 112, but uh, Christian's going to tell me because he's done a lot more mock drafts in Dynasty than I have. But Nick Chubb, Christian, where are we at on him? And and will he last to, to me? He'll definitely last to you um, at 112-2-1, but it's, it's not a spot where you're going to want to take him. Just I mean, he's the epitome of consistency, but he's one of those guys that's a better real-life football player than he is a fantasy football player because he's still averaging 5.3 yards a carry but he has almost zero involvement in the passing game. And especially in fantasy, like you, you need that. You need a running back that's involved in both. Um, so for like, he's not worth taking that early in drafts. It's crazy too. Cause you're right. I mean, he had a 1400 yard season, almost 15, a uh, thousand in only 12 games the year before only 14 games, almost 1300 yards. Mm-hmm. You're right. He's a model of consistency when it comes to the running back position. You got three straight thousand yard seasons. Uh, but, you know, for me, I, I kind of shied away from him because I thought maybe Akeem Hunt was going to bite into his value more than he did, obviously, because of injury and stuff like that. But mm-hmm. uh, but would that happen again next season? Like this team needs something. But what does that do for for Nick Chubb? Uh, Kareem Hunt is definitely an issue. Uh, I mean, he. The thing with Kareem Hunt is that he's their pass down back. And then if the Browns are up big, they're going to sit Nick Chubb and they're going to play Kareem Hunt just to save Chubb. And that's that's the issue. I mean, you saw it this year because when Chubb went down, they still used Dearness Johnson a lot. And Dearness Johnson proved to be a capable running back in the NFL as well. Uh, so, like I said, I mean, Nick Chubb is the epitome of consistency. But to take... To take him early in, in drafts just isn't it isn't worth it. Orlando Apollos represent Ernest Johnson. Uh <laughs> oh, in, yeah. and, and for me, I said Akeem Hunt, didn't I? Wow. That yeah. that goes <laughs> see, I, I talk too much about too many things. So uh yes, Kareem Hunt. Uh yeah, but is Kareem gonna be around? That that's I uh, is he? I mean, is he locked in? Yeah, he's still he's still got another year on his contract. There are rumors saying that they can use him in a trade or they can just cut him because I don't think he has that much dead money left on his contract. Um so but I ultimately I, I do believe he'll stay around just because he's they've incorporated him so much into that offense to just you know move him out. And Dearness Johnson is a restricted free agent, so he might not be back. Uh, so they're going to want to make sure that they have their two backs locked up in that backfield. Yeah, those guys both. You're right. I mean, they're they're sort of, I don't want to say 1A, 1B, obviously, because they're not. But they're, they're really interchangeable because you're right. They could slide Kareem Hunt in if Nick Chubb needs rest and, and mm-hmm. Kareem can still pr- carry the ball. Now, hopefully he doesn't get injured 
obviously we know his injury history as well. Mm-hmm. So, uh, all right, let's go to the last player on the list is a guy that sort of just kind of blew up in the later part of the season. And I don't know if it was because uh, J- Jared Goff actually figured out how to play on the Detroit Lions or not, but they started to get Amon Ross St. Brown the football. Good things started to happen. And he finished the season almost with 1,000 yards. He had 912 overall. Uh, and, and really, again, it was the last part of the season where this all started to take off for him, probably about week 13 or so in the end zone as well, uh, finished with five touchdowns over the course of that, that uh, span. So, I mean, look, he's a receiver that has a lot of potential, but my worry is quarterback play and the fact that he's in Detroit. But, uh, Christian, where, where should I feel comfortable taking Amon Ross St. Brown? So it's not just Jared Goff, but it's the fact that his most of his production came without DeAndre Swift and TJ Hawkinson in the lineup. Plus, they also had another receiver go down early in the season, Quintus Cephas. And they're probably going to add a wide receiver in the draft. And they could also add a wide receiver in free agency. So they're going to continue to add pieces to that offense. And like you said, I mean, from week 12 on, his target share was 32.9% which is ridiculous. But that just goes back to the fact that there was nobody else on that offense to give the ball to. They had no playmakers on there. Um, so he's he's somebody that's definitely risen up in ADP over the last couple of weeks, and it's because of the boom that he had towards the end of the season. I'm, I'm a little more skeptical. I mean, the, Ital- the talent is definitely there, but it's the surrounding factors that really impact his value for me. So you're not buying the surge? I can't <laughs> just because of everything else that could impact it. I mean, they could, like I said, bring in receiver through the draft, through free agency, and then the rest of their team is going to get healthy. So there are going to be so many more mouths to feed. And then it all comes back down to how much do you trust Jared Goff? How sad is Jared Goff right now watching his Rams go to the Super Bowl? <laughs> I know. And people thought it was an overpay when the Rams traded for Stafford, giving up multiple first round picks, a third round pick. And then, oh, yeah, let's just throw in Jared Goff. <laughs> like, as an afterthought, they're like, oh, by the way, yeah. our starting quarterback, he can go over there. If former number one overall pick, you can have him. Ah, man. And yet here he sits watching his former team suit up into the Super Bowl. I, I don't know. It's got to it's gotta hurt. But does that mean that he comes out next year and plays like a man on fire? I mean, he he's definitely going to have to because there are rumors that the Lions are going to use their other first-round pick to draft the quarterback. So Jared Goff is going to be a start at the beginning of the season, but if he falters, they're going to have somebody right behind them ready to go. I mean, they're a young team. They're rebuilding, and they know it. So they, they're not going to shy away from putting in a rookie quarterback after, after a while. So Jared Goff's going to have a, a Trey Lance situation behind him now where everybody's going to be looking over their shoulder. Yep basically oh that's horrible so what it what so okay then let's see aaron Rodgers doesn't go there for a year just to finish out his career could you imagine aaron Rodgers going to detroit just to finish his stay stay in the same division pull a (laughs) breath off screw it i'm going i'm going to detroit i'm going to bring them a title 
Just just to give a nice little middle finger to everybody on the way out the yeah. door. <laughs> oh, that would be horrible. Uh, all right. Well, listen, man, we, we made it down the list. Uh, hopefully we gave some names out to folks. I know, like I said, I, I'm got, I got a lot out of this. I needed this because uh, selfishly I was doing this show because I definitely want to be ready on Saturday to take down my, my dynasty startup draft. And I'm glad yeah. Christian that you are here to join me for that. So thank you for being on the show. Why don't you let everybody know where they can find your awesome and amazing work and where they can find you all over the web. Yeah. Well, uh, all my stuff is on my Twitter at C underscore 26. Um, you like Rod said, I mean, first of all, again, thank you so much for having me on. Um, I'm, doing stuff for triple play fantasy i've got a prospect baseball series going on called the call up that i'm doing with my co-host uh, marty tallman we're loving that um i'm also writing for fantasy pros like you said and i'm also writing for dynasty nerds as well so you know just doing doing as much as i can and uh just here to help everybody out when they need it i mean my dms are always open so rod in the middle of your draft you need help you reach out to me <laughs> i'm, I'm you ready up, man i'll be hitting you up I got, yeah, I got this go one. Ahead, what what am I doing? Well, where can they find you on Twitter? Uh, at Cress underscore 26. So C-C-R-E-S underscore 26. Definitely give him a follow. Good man and good fantasy analyst as well. So, again, want to thank him for his time. Thank you for your time, everybody. Uh, and hopefully you enjoy your week of, of, of what is it, uh, Pro Bowl football. I don't know if I'm ever going <laughs> to really get excited I think this is the first week in a long time with no no football i know that's why i saved the good dynasty for now right where we can start talking yeah. about it without having to worry about anything uh no dfs yeah. i'll read an audio book on thursday and we'll we'll read a fine article and we'll uh we'll call it good Watch highlights this weekend watch no i'm not watching any highlights this weekend are you kidding me <laughs> we'll watch the chiefs we'll watch uh, chiefs bills highlights again <laughs> yeah i could do that or or i could just go back and start watching some indoor football to get ready for that season as well so uh, all right ladies and gentlemen again enjoy your week to catch your breath if you are starting up some dynasty teams like i am this weekend good luck in your drafts hopefully you nab everybody you want and hopefully we gave you some names to think about so in the meantime and until we speak again later on this week find this show on the sgpn app find all the shows go look if you're looking for something new to get into we just started a sgpn fantasy uh nascar actually uh, nascar gambling podcast i i host the thing i can't remember what it is <laughs> so head over there to the sgpn feed uh look for the nascar gambling podcast me and cody z chop it up we're gonna do it again on wednesday having a lot of fun with that so far so again i think that's it until next time everybody let it ride <laughs> <laughs>